Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm. My name is Tim Seckler. I'm your host for the show, and during the show, if you are new to it, we talk about all things estate planning, elder law, how to uh, how to protect your assets, how to plan well to preserve your legacy. Uh, and uh, I own a law firm called the Secular Law Firm. We are in Mars Cranberry, uh, north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We serve families really anywhere in Pennsylvania. Um, and I uh, I do this radio show to be. Educational. I hope you get some information out of it. Uh, on occasion, I think it may uh, it may even be entertaining for you, which is which is a, a, an extra cherry on top, I suppose. But we also use it to to sort of um, motivate people to take this stuff seriously and really plan for your world, plan for your family. You know, it occurs to me that I don't think many people spend forty, fifty years of their lives uh, working hard, accumulating assets, developing their version of the American dream just to lose it all to the stupid government rule books and taxes and, and court systems and the nursing home issue and, and all of that. And so um, I'm hoping uh, that by listening to this show, uh, people will say, you know what, this guy's right. We, we need to do something. Uh, we don't have a plan. No, it's not fun to think about. We don't want to talk about death and dying uh, and getting sick and all the things that can happen to your family and your, and your money and all of that. But look, you got to. Because you can't prevent those things from occurring. If you know how, you know you give me a call and, and give me some advice. But uh, unless you know how to prevent death and dying, then we need to do it in a way that takes care of our family, doesn't create a, a tremendous amount of chaos for them, and in the process, yes, preserve financial assets and make sure that the money gets to the right people and all of that, right? Now, as, uh, as we're doing this radio show, tomorrow is Father's Day. And uh, and so we're going to talk about dads on this show. Um, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, just dads generally. I want to talk to you about my dad and the lessons that he taught me. And, you know, but here's the thing that that sort of really bugs me right now is, you know, my kids have uh, have this show uh, that they watch. And I don't even know the name of the show, but it's on TV. Um, and it's there's a couple of kids, and they're all siblings, and there's the parents, right? And the dad in this show is an absolute doofus, right? Uh, he he he's he's goofy. He makes mistakes. He spills popcorn. He's the, he's the brunt of all the jokes, right? And of course, he's going to be uh, you know only to be saved by the by the wisdom of the 10-year-old kids who know better than dad. And, and so there's this, like, there's this um, caricature, caricature of dads that in, in the media that is just unlike any man I know. Um, and, and when you think back, it, it, it's like that. I mean, if you've ever watched Family Guy, look at Peter. If you've ever watched Married with Children, look at Al Bundy. If you, if you, and there's, there's this, this thing in the media, in in what we watch, that sort of demeans the role of the father in these families, and and it bugs the living stuff out of me because there's no root in reality. It's just the easy target, right? 
Uh, and so I want to just take a second to, to recognize the fact that, look, I'm not, nobody's looking for pity. Nobody's looking for anything. But can we just talk a minute about the fact that dads are important? You know, the dads I know, the dads that I see, you know, and I've got little kids. We have three of them, 10 or under. And we're involved in all of this. We're involved in sports and scouts and school and, and all of that, right? The dads I see around that baseball field dedicating their time, dedicating their money to improve these little men that are playing baseball, to improve them from a character standpoint, to to coach them on don't being a sore loser and be a gracious winner and how to how to take adversity. You know, these are dads that are happening, you know, and and this is this is occurring in every community, right? Now, of course, you know, there are the deadbeat dads out there, but but probably or hopefully not in in your family. And I just think that uh that we can take this weekend and and think about this and and actually you know express to your dad how you really feel about it because you know the the um there's this thing where like i don't know what to get dad for father's day right um what is what do you get him do you get him a tie new socks do you, do you get him grilling utensils no we don't want any of that stuff you know you know what we want is some some time with our family some quiet uh, time to to enjoy yeah i'll flip burgers this weekend and it'll be fantastic but i don't need a tie and i don't need socks and i don't need anything else i i just want you know somebody to say this is an awesome thing that we're doing here look at these kids they're doing great um and and so can we just can we just maybe take a second this weekend to to not knock the dads and, and to just appreciate them for for what they do right and i think that's the spirit of, of father's day is just an expression of of you know a gratitude and you know i i think about my dad and i think about his dad and i think about my wife's dad who whom we lost about a decade ago you know my dad um grew up on a dairy farm um a hard working family with a bunch of kids you know six kids so so you know working on a dairy farm up early milking cows uh, in a time where they probably had a hot bath once a week or so you know and and no luxuries there was there was no luxuries there was no uh, i think my dad said he got to play one year of little league baseball right um i don't think that he had ever been to the beach when he was a kid i don't think that they had they they just didn't have the ability to do that stuff my dad recalls one family vacation they ever went on and and they took a school bus. My my grandpa owned a couple of school buses, and they packed them in a school bus, and they drove west, right? And they saw the Grand Canyon, and they did all of that. But the size of the family, they needed a school bus to do it. So if you have a size of a family that you need a school bus to go on vacation, well, things like going out to dinner just don't happen. Uh, and so, you know, and, and but, uh, you know, he – my dad was one of the first in his family to to do well in school. He he got a college degree. He left the farm. Although sometimes I think reluctantly left the farm, but he left the farm. He stayed in agriculture. Uh, you know, he's kind of a white collar white collar guy in a blue collar business. And and um, and you know, but when I think back on my childhood, you know, it, it seems to me like what every dad 
kind of secretly maybe wants to do is give their kids a better childhood than they had, a better crack at success perhaps, or or a better, you know, introduce them to more opportunity or more ways of looking at the world or, or just just do the best you can, right? And so my dad, who, who had this sort of no-frills childhood, um, the house I was raised in was, was not that way. Now, we weren't wealthy, um, but we had opportunities. You know, the, I, I can remember my dad, you know, he worked his tail off to put food on the table and actually be at the dinner table. You know, these days I can't, with what I do for a living, I miss the dinner table a whole bunch of nights, and, and I regret it. That was one of the best things about the, the, the coronavirus shutdown is I actually ate three meals a day with my kids, which, you know, my, my professional career doesn't always allow for that. But um, but my dad was there. I remember my dad there. Uh, and I'm sure there were nights that he weren't. And then what would happen is after dinner, he would pack us all into this family utility van. We didn't have a bus. We, we had a van. But it was a no-frills van, you know, no, no power windows for the Seckler kids. It, it was... Uh, this van was awesome. We used to call it the boat, and it was this big utility van, and it had vinyl seats. And he'd, he'd fill us up into this thing. I, I think it would, frankly, I think it'd be illegal right now um, from a safety standpoint. But drive us, and, and you know where we spent our summers? Playing baseball, playing sports. There was, there was a couple of summers, uh, I'm one of four kids, where all four kids were on a different baseball team. Uh, and practices in baseball. I, I grew up eating hot dogs at a little league field, um, and it was it was amazing. Um, there was uh, there was uh, one of the, one of the stories is uh, French's mustard. I don't you know if you eat French's mustard. They did a thing. I don't know if they're still doing it, but in every state they did this thing called the uh, the baseball family of the year, and. You are talking or listening to a proud member of the, uh, I would say probably 1991, 92, French's Mustard West Virginia Baseball Family of the Year, which I think entitled uh, my uh, my family to like unlimited mustard. I don't know. I don't eat mustard. Uh, but apparently I'm somewhere. If you work for French's Mustard, I think you guys owe me some sauce uh, because I think we were entitled to a lifetime supply of mustard that we never cashed in. But anyway, you know, it was just one of these things. And then the beach vacation. I mentioned my dad had never seen it. We saw it every summer. I mean, most summers, I think. But, you know, we'd, we'd get in the utility van and, and, and get us to Ocean City or, or Myrtle or someplace. And I, I just, we, we had the happiest childhood. And and now, you know, myself, my siblings, we're all out doing things in the world. And, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's just really a testament to my folks, to my dad, to, to the way he thought about things, to the way he treated us. He's still, he's still like the kindest person I know and, and just full of practical wisdom. You know, my dad has never owned a business. I own this law firm. My dad never owned a business. But when I need a practical solution to a challenge I'm having in, in, in the business, um, he's the guy that gets the phone call, you know. And, and I, I hope to one day have that relationship with my kids. And, you know, we're, we're working hard uh, to provide our kids with, with a fantastic uh, childhood. You know, and you, you can even go back and you can even look at, like, my grandpa. My grandpa was a child during the Great Depression, served in World War II, Um was able to purchase the farm my dad grew up on, saved money, and, and did well financially, actually. My, my granddad in his later years had, had accumulated some real net worth and, and was fine. But you know what happened? 
he got Alzheimer's disease, like one in three of us are going to do, right? So, so my granddad in 1997 enters a skilled nursing facility with Alzheimer's disease where he proceeds to live for about 10 years. Well, you know, you can draw... What happens when somebody goes into a nursing home, if you've never experienced it, what, what happens when somebody goes into a nursing home is that it's expensive, right? And you have to spend essentially all your money before you're going to get any help from the state or, or anyone else. Um, and so he starts going through money, and he proceeds to live for almost a decade as a private pay resident in a skilled nursing facility. Now, this is almost 20 years ago, but today nursing homes cost $130,000 a year. And so it wasn't that expensive 20 years ago, but it was expensive. And all that money, all the resources that he had spent his life accumulating go out the door to a battle with Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, you look at it and and you, you think back on, here's my grandpa working his whole life doing the best he can to to build a farm, to raise these kids, to save some money, and eventually leave a legacy. You know, he wasn't going to spend the money. It, it, the money was going to his kids. But instead, it went to the healthcare system that's utterly broken and in costs a fortune if you need long-term care, right? So, so you know, I, I just look at this and I think, man, Something went wrong here. You know, why, why, did, why did that happen? You, you, that was his version of the American dream, right? The World War II veteran comes home, builds a small business, raises a family, saves some money, trying to give his kids that would have been then adults a, a, an opportunity to receive an inheritance. And all of that got wiped out. Like his life's work got wiped out because he had the audacity to get Alzheimer's disease, which, by the way, one in three of us are going to have anyhow. At least dementia. Um, and, and so it just, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way. So what really gets me to the point that I want to make here is is dads. I'm going to speak to the dads for a second. Look, you're doing awesome stuff, right? I hope you're doing awesome stuff. Um, and I hope you're striving to provide your kids with an awesome childhood. Or if your kids are now adults, I hope you support them any way you can. Uh, like the other dads that I know and have met. But here's here's where we need to, to do next, right? That level of care, that level of support, we need to think about what happens if we're not here. We need to think about what happens if I get sick. What happens to my nest egg if I need the nursing home? What happens to my little kids if I die in a car accident? There was a car accident on my way to work today. Two pickup trucks had plowed into each other, you know. And it makes you think, well, what happens if that's me? What happens if I get in an accident? I think those guys were fine, but but I could be in an accident today. And if I'm in an accident today, how can I make sure that the contributions I'm making to my family, to my wife, to my kids – as a father, how can I make sure that those contributions continue uh, to exist? And, and some of it's financial, and yeah, the answer could be life insurance, or the answer could be whatever. But we need to do we need to do a little bit more than that. We need to do you know trust for our kids. If if I have life insurance, let's say I have life insurance and I die young, and I just name my kids as beneficiaries, I name my spouse and then my kids as beneficiaries. You know what happens is 
one of two things. One, that money likely is going to go under court supervision if my wife and I both die. Uh, and, and it's going to be very limited to what my kids can get to until their 18th birthday. Then on their 18th birthday, it's like they hit the lottery. Right? And all that money, all at once, somebody that has been raised for the last number of years without, uh, without a father presence or, or, you know, gets all this money. And, and how's that going to work out? Um, or, you know, we need to take the time to, to name the guardians. I need to name my brother. I need to name my sister to be my kid's guardian. And then I need to put the money that those kids are going to get, that life insurance money needs to go to a trust for my kids so that there's a little bit of check and balance and there's a little bit of instruction for how the money's to be spent to, to improve my kids' uh, lives and, and to make sure that somebody with consistent morals and values, somebody that might be in that father figure or that mother figure, somebody who who thinks like I think, has a pen to the checkbook and not ending at age 18, 25, 30. We need to be involved in the kids' lives. If you look around and if you know 21-year-olds right now and you ask, them, ask yourself seriously, could this 21-year-old manage uh, the, the, an inheritance of life insurance money right now? And the answer is no way. It's going to be a red car. It's going you know, to be beer. It's going to be whatever. And, and so my opinion is, dads, we need to think about this. We need to man up, and we need to do the planning to make sure that these kids have the consistent moral and ethical training that we're, we're working really hard on now in our absence. Okay, and if, and if your kids aren't little anymore, if you're a father of adult children, you need to make sure, well, it would seem to me, I don't want to make assumptions here, but it would seem to me that the reality of health events coming is not something we can ignore, right? We can't ignore the fact that we will ultimately pass away. The more gray hair I get on my head is a daily reminder that at some point this thing's going to end, right? Um, and if you read the statistics out there that say things like one in three people get dementia, and if you read the statistics out there like a nursing home costs $130,000 a year in Pennsylvania, well, let's add two and two and get to four and say, I need to plan for this stuff because that is going to wipe out this legacy that I've been building for the last 30 years that I want solely to provide a better future for my kids and grandkids. I don't want it all going to a nursing home. I don't all want it going to taxes. I don't want it all going to some lawyer's pocket who's going to rip off the family with, with post-death administration expenses. I want the money to get to my kids. And, and once we agree that those are the things that we need to do, then your next question is, okay, I, we've identified this problem. I don't have a plan for any of this stuff, and it's almost inevitable. So then what's the solution? And the solution is you need to do an estate plan. You need to do a will or a trust or, or a combination. You need to get educated on your options, and then you need to choose somebody that can help you with it. This is not self-help stuff. Guys, dads, you know what? Paint the house, fix the table, do the do-it-yourself stuff at home. The projects that you can accomplish at Home Depot, do them yourself. The projects that you can accomplish with legal planning online, don't do it, guys. You will leave your family up the creek, okay? And so my offer to you is is a couple of things. One, um, listen to the back episodes of the show. I teach an awful lot of legal technical concepts. Second thing you can do is you can come to one of our state planning workshops. We have, we have uh, workshops almost weekly. 
um, in the Cranberry area talking about wills and trusts, and, uh, and I tell you about probate, and I tell you the truth about death taxes, and I tell you the truth about how the nursing home works. And then I'll tell you, here's a couple of planning options. You could do this will. You could do these trusts. Here's the difference between a revocable trust and an irrevocable trust. And here's why people consider using these different tools. Um, then we offer you a free consultation so that myself or one of the other lawyers in my law firm can, uh, can tell you how each one applies to you. And at the end of that first meeting, we'll tell you, okay, well, here's your options. Here's what they cost. We're 100% flat fee. Um, and, uh, and here's, you know, go home and think about it. We're not, we're not pushy people. We want you to do the best thing for your family. And if that means doing a will, great. If that means doing a trust, great. It, but, but what I care about more than any of that is that you actually take the time to become educated, get your head out of the sand, and realize I got to do this stuff because if I don't do this stuff and something happens to me, my kids are in trouble or my legacy is going to get smoked or we're just, you know, all of this has been for nothing, right? And, and I just don't want to see that happen in your family because I see it in ha- happening in families. You know, we get called in when that's occurring in families. Dad goes to the nursing home and there was no plan. Uh, and, and now what do we do? And I'm going to tell you, those are pretty painful situations for families who realize all we had to do was go to a lawyer a couple of years ago and we could have had a plan for this and we wouldn't have lost dad's entire retirement account. And the answer is, yeah, all you had to do was go to an attorney a couple of years ago and you could have had a plan for all of this. So don't, don't be the family that has that conversation. And I want to talk to you. So, so come to one of the workshops. You can find out all about them at secklerlawfirm.com. That's spelled S E C H L E R lawfirm.com. We have the workshops almost weekly. And if you can't come in person, we have them virtual. Um, you can get on your computer or your phone or your laptop or your iPad and watch uh, a live workshop. Ask me questions and, and we'll teach you all this stuff. Um, there's one more thing that I want, uh, I want to talk about. One more dad I want to talk to uh, you about who had, uh, who had a real impact in, in my life. And that, that was, that's my late uh, father-in-law. He, we lost him about 10 years ago and he was awesome. You know, I, I, I joke, he, he was an entrepreneur, and, and I joke with, um, you know, some of my friends that it, had he not gotten sick, I'd be retired by now because he would have done things with my business that I don't even know how to do. Um, but, uh, it, but we miss him dearly for a lot of reasons. But when he was passing away, he did one of the most loving things I've ever seen a dad do. And he, uh, he took uh, a spiral notebook. He, he had cancer. He knew he was dying. We knew he was dying. Um, and he took this spiral notebook and he wrote in it everything that he was responsible for in the household. So from changing the light bulbs to winterizing the house to here's the type of oil you put in the motor to, to here's, here's, how you, here's, how, here's the number to call if you need help with the, you know, the mechanic or the electrician or, or the attorney or the accountant. And, and he just he sat and thought and just made notes for the things that he thought his wife and kids would need to know if he weren't around anymore. And it was one of the most loving things that I've, I've ever seen a dad do. Um, and the family used that book, and, and, and you know, it, uh, he used to joke that when he would ultimately pass away. He had a real good sense of humor about all of this, um, which I think is one of the only reasons you can, only ways you can really wrestle with it. But he used to joke that when he ultimately would pass away, that everybody was going to live in the dark because um, he was the only one that knew how to change a light bulb. And so years after he passed away, you know, this, this whole 
this whole act that he did with this little book was something that we still talked about an awful lot around the house and still reference an awful lot around the house. And finally, my wife said, uh, you know, we need to encourage other people to do that. And so she wrote a book, and it's called uh, How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone, uh, a nod to her dad. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, um, and um, it's a workbook. You go through the book, and all the things that, that her dad had done and written down about, um, you know, how to, how to change the light bulbs and, and all of that. Um, you can walk through this book. You can fill it out because even if you're not sick, even if you don't have a, a health issue right now, look, it, it's possible that that occurs at some point in time in the future. And um, your family's going to need to know some stuff or they're going to have to figure it out on their own and, and take the time and, and do this thing. So um, you can find that book on Amazon. It's called How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone by Robin Seckler, my lovely bride. If you come to the workshop and schedule a meeting, we give you a copy of it. So that's almost a $20 value. Um, and, and so, but, you know, however you want to engage with us or however, what, what I really care about is dads, let's honor the dads this weekend and dads speaking directly to you. Um, let's do the things that we need to do to make sure that our family is okay in our absence. It's like the final expression of being a father is to make sure that the things that we're doing during our lives have an opportunity to continue after them. Um, and I'm here to help. If you want to have a conversation, you want a free consultation, you give us a call. You can find out more at secklerlawfirm.com. That's spelled S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. Give us a call at 724-841-1393. And I want to just do a quick reminder that you should not make legal decisions based on what you hear on this show. Come talk to us about your factual situation, and, and we'll be able to help you figure out the best thing to do uh, for your family. Okay? All right. So listen, happy Father's Day, dads. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.